Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Welcome, everyone. Today's episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, the owner of Pediatric Developmental Therapy. And on today's podcast, we have a phenomenal, so exciting guest, Jackie Dolson Shuchek. And Jackie, I'm going to ask you to tell everybody about yourself a little bit, some of your background. Your, I know you're a speech therapist, but just tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Sure. Thank you so much, Hayden. Again, my name is Jackie Dolson Shuchek, and I am a speech pathologist. I have a teeny tiny little private practice with two other therapists in New York City. My journey with Prompt was I worked as a speech pathologist for several years and had one of those kids who was real tricky and I had a lot of extra hours and sweat and tears into him and he was my first truly, truly apraxic child. Mm. And when working with him, I just felt like the only person who ever gave me light at the end of the tunnel was the Oddcom specialist. And because of him, I really start to delve more and more into looking in motor speech disorders and how I could specifically help that one kiddo. And by sheer absolute chance, I sort of stumbled upon Prompt. And it was almost embarrassing to say that it was so long ago that a parent was the one who made some comment about prompting. And I said, oh, yeah, we prompt the kids all the time. Take off your shoes, honey. We're going inside. Or, <laughs> Wash your hands. It's time for snack. And exactly. she then let me know that it was actually a therapy technique. So I signed up at our school for the one and only computer that had dial-up connection <laughs> and found out about this prompt thing. <laughs> yeah. As the years went by, I took the first course, and I was just so utterly amazed at how adding my touch and the tactile piece, how it really changed the ability for these kids who had such severe motor um, impairments, how they really changed and were able to develop more and more functional speech. And fast forward many years after that, I became a prompt instructor and later moved to the United States. And it's really become part of my everyday practice. I can't even think of working with kids without also using my hands, and I'm helping them learn how to talk. So you kind of introduced the prompt, which is fantastic. So I'm going to back up just a little bit, and I'm going to say today's podcast is about the prompt therapy techniques, the prompt type of therapy, and the fact that we at PDT are hosting a prompt class in May. And we're also hosting the second step, Bridging, in September. But before we kind of go into prompt, what it is, how it was developed, we had a prompt class here last January of 2013. And so I'm just going to go ahead and confess, like, from the get-go, because I took that class. And we had four people from PDT sign up. One girl, and I, I, Jackie, I'm with you. Like, I had no idea what prompt was. I didn't have a clue. Um, I had just finished doing a CFY with somebody, and she was one of the ones that was in the class. And she had been talking about prompt training. And, you know, of course, as her supervisor, thinking, oh, well, sure, I know better than you, whatever. You know, I don't. I learn something from CFYs all the time, don't you? But anyway, like, oh, yeah, yeah, prompt. That sounds cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll sponsor the class. Sure, whatever. I had no intention of going. And then one little girl dropped out the last minute. I'm thinking, well, I've paid for this course, so I better go. And I had a horrid attitude. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to sit in the back of this class. I have no time to be in this thing. I'm going to sit here and whatever. And after 30 minutes, I was completely blown away. I picked my, like, jaw up off the floor, and I was hooked 
It was phenomenal. It was probably the best hands-down class I've ever been to and has completely changed the way I do therapy 100%. And that just makes my heart sour. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was awesome. And in fact, I think in fact it was so good. I think every speech therapist should go to this class and we've committed as an organization to hosting this class prompt about every year, as long as we can get it scheduled every year, and then the bridging course every year or two years, depending on our need. But it's, to me, it was life-changing. So what is Prompt, and how was it developed? Could you just tell everybody a little bit about that? Sure. Prompt is basically a really interactive way to work with kids where we add on the tactile modality. So kind of if you think about if you've ever, you know, hurt your leg in an accident, and then you have to learn to walk again. And the physical therapist will actually help your leg move the way it should move. So you get Mm -hmm. that tactile feeling, but in function as you're actually using it. Mm -hmm. Kind of do the same thing for the muscles of the face, or the muscles that are associated with speaking. So if we want a kiddo to learn how to say, ba-ba, to get a bottle, we'll actually show them how to pull their um, lips together and then pull them apart to make that ba sound. So we kind of take away some of the work for them But the kind of clincher is, because communication is so social and interactive, Mm -hmm. we only ever do it in a way that would have a lot of meaning to the client and have a lot of sort of verb and excitement, because we need to make sure we're building up that social and um, and that language part of it at the same time we're teaching their muscles what to do. Yep. So basically it's like speech therapy, but with the hands on. Yes. And it makes complete sense, because what the clincher for me was, how functional and how, like, the instructor used this example in our class. And she was saying, you know, if you're saying baba, you're not, and of course nobody can see me because this is a podcast, but you're not opening your mouth as wide to say, you know, ba, ba. You know, that's not how you say baba. And so many times I think we, in an effort to get the child to say it correctly, overemphasize or to get them to say it all, oh, you know, ex- open wide, huge jaw excursions. But that's not how you say baba. You know, you got to make it fun. And the prompt cues just guide and it's just, it may guide where the, how the mouth and jaw should be positioned and the lips positioned. And it just made sense to me because it's functional, applicable, real. That's why I uh, really initially started paying attention in my bad attitude self. Well, what I hear from people after courses is they always say, I feel like I can go back to work tomorrow and I know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Like what you learn in the course, you can apply immediately. Even a lot of people will go and see clients in the evening after the course and they'll come back and say, I tried what we did today and, and it worked. And so that's the part that's really neat is it's immediately applicable to your caseload. And kind of, it doesn't matter what age of uh, client you work with or even the ability I know, you know, initially it's really been always thought of for kids with apraxia, which is a muscle movement disorder. But really, it, it was created initially for children on the autism spectrum. Hmm. And it can be used with a whole variety of, of clients. My youngest client that I have right now is 16 months, and my oldest is 22 years old. And wow. I use it with every client that I work with. Wow, yeah. So, even, and the, kind of the reason it works for some of these little ones is prompt mm-hmm. is really steeped in current research and what we know about um, brain functioning and muscle functioning and, and how kids learn new motor tasks. And so we look at how all kids, regardless of what language they're learning, 
how their motor movements work for speech, and then we try and replicate that and put in functional words that have lots and lots of meaning for them mm-hmm. so that they get the motor practice. Yeah, exactly. And they showed lots of videos during the course of the functional use and, you know, how, like you said, you use it from with clients that are 16 months old all the way to 22 years old. You know, as they teach various parts, they were showing videos and, you know, real life application from the get go. So you can really use and apply it as soon as you learn it. Yeah, which is so nice because I know when I took the bridging course myself, a little while ago, mm-hmm. I felt like I just kept writing down kids' names in the book. I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect for Frank, and this is going to be perfect oh, yeah. for parent. I just felt like I could see how it was going to fit in with my clients. So do you think that therapists should have a certain amount of training before prompt? And I'm asking that, too, because in the class that I have, and almost every single speech therapist at PDT has said to me, since they know we're hosting this in May, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. So because we've also, the people that went have talked it up and used it. And so they've seen it, they've seen us use it. And then they've also, they've heard us talk about it. But do you think there's certain levels of experience that therapist needs before this class? You know what? No, it's interesting because I've, I've been teaching prompt now for, well, since 2001. And I teach many courses a year, at least usually between 10 and 18 courses a year. Hmm. I've had people who are still in their CFY or still in graduate school. And then recently I had a woman in my class who was 70 years old and wow. still doing early intervention. So she'd had a long, rich career. And, you know, I felt like she got just as much out of it, even though she clearly said she only had two more years left of working. <laughs> I feel like because... It's not what we were taught in graduate school, but it is a springboard from what we were taught in graduate school because it's so steeped in the current research that's out there. And so I feel like no matter where you are in your learning path, you can definitely teach any old dog some new tricks. Well, you know, it's interesting. When I took the course, I thought, where has this stuff been all my career life? I should have learned this. I've been doing this now 20 plus years. Why didn't I learn this 20 years ago? And it made me think the very first CFY that I ever did when I was not long out of graduate school, I did somebody else's CFY. And I remember I've always been a hands-on kind of a therapist and I was doing what I knew to do oral motor, you know, for the child to help elicit whatever sound I was working on at the time. And the CFY looked at me and she goes, now, why are you doing that? And I, and I looked at her and I said, um, I'm not really sure. I just know, like, me just saying it and him looking at me, he's not getting it. So I don't know what else to do, but I'm putting my hands upon his. Now, this was like 20 years. I have no idea why I'm doing this. I have no clue. I just know he needs more. And then after the prompt class, I specifically remember that example. And I was like, I was trying to do something more, but I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and so um, that also is why it clicked for me, because it, the stuff that's missing, besides just saying it, and the child seeing it, it's the tactile, hands-on, that's what, you know, makes it real. So the child can do it and get it and guide them to get it. It's very exciting to me. Well, and one of the examples I always think about is we were taught to help children hand over hand. We teach them to do the signs, like more. We actually hold their hands together right. to show them what the more sign looks like. I always think of prompt as a little bit like hand over mouthing. So you're just, you're doing the same thing, but you're just showing them what it would feel like and look like if they were actually saying the word more. And then if they turn on their voice, all of a sudden they can. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They can. And the look on their little face when they realize they've done this very exciting. And the instructor said in the class, she goes, you know, kids start to sort of lean into you 
because it helps and they know it helps and they absolutely do. The more I use it with a particular client, the more they'll sort of start leaning their face into me and or lean their face into my hands like, okay, you know, help me out. I think I can get this, but help me. So they know they need it and they want some guidance and help. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I love that part. I love when they say, move me, Jackie, move me, Jackie. Yeah, really, movie. That's very cool. Yeah, I haven't had anybody say that yet, but um, um, but okay. So, in case people haven't figured this out yet, prompt is very hands-on. So, this is like a little tidbit people need to know prior to the class, because I had no idea I was going to be touching anybody or that any of that at all prior to this class. So, you need to either bring a friend or sit next to somebody that you think might could be your friend. Right? Yeah, because they will be your friend very quickly if they're not. Like, you'll be up close and personal, like, all in their personal situation, but personal bubbles are completely out the window. Exactly. (laughs) And we, and in Bridging Classic, it's even a little bit more so. Really? We always tell people to please not have onions for lunch because you are going to be in someone else's face a lot. Yeah, or coffee breath, or bring some mints, or do something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And one of the things, it's probably maybe the simplest thing in that class, but just sort of that ready position. You keep doing it over and over, just you're at rest, where you're, you sort of reset. Or what, what is it you call, Jackie, the real word for it, where you, you know, get their head and jaw sure, like... Yeah, we, well, we try and get their, sort of their head, neck in the line, yes. and we get them their posture completely as yes. in the most optimal situation as possible. And we do that through something we call parameter prompts. So our parameter prompts are these sort of broad, organizing, mm-hmm. stabilizing positions that we do to help just set the whole system, get ready to go, you know, have their mouth in a nice closed position to get ready for speech. And we do that kind of at the beginning of every interaction so that kids then start to learn where speech starts from. Kind of similarly to, you know, if we if a physical therapist was working with a kid and trying to get them to learn how to jump, yep. if they were sitting on the floor, that just simply wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. They would always stand them up before they taught them how to jump. Where with speech, we had a lot of kids who maybe have some muscle weaknesses, so they have their mouth wide open and they're in a slumped position. Mm-hmm. It's not optimal to start a communication interaction when your head's not up, when your mouth is wide open. So we just want to get them in that same sort of feeling of, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk. My mouth is ready. Yes. I use it all the time now. And that has been just altering in so many of my kids' therapies. And then also with other therapists, you know, I realize, I'm like, oh my goodness, well, if their mouth is wide open, how, you know, they can't talk. They're not ready. And if they're slumped, their breath support is not as good. If they already have limited breath support anyway, they're not going to be able to get out the sounds and all that they need or the breath support to get the right sounds out and to say a longer utterance and or whatever. But that, it just in and of itself, the simplest thing has just been like, wow, yeah, why didn't I come up with that? But I, I didn't. But I've, boy, I've used it. Mm, it's awesome. So, well, before I wind it down too much, Jackie, can you tell, you said you use this with 16-month-olds all the way to 22-year-olds. Can you give a specific example that's maybe relatively short of maybe a client that or sort of a success story maybe using Prompt? Sure, yeah. You know, especially with our the little kiddos. So I work with a lot of children who are in that birth to three mm-hmm. grouping. Mm-hmm. You know, they maybe they're late talkers or maybe they have, you know, They've already been early diagnosed with autism or have cerebral palsy or Down syndrome or something that is more, you know, obvious. Mm-hmm. With those kids, what we kind of do is we go back to what we would look for in typical motor development. And so every kid, regardless of what language they're exposed to, they all start moving their jaw up and down in that babbling that we all know, the ma, right. ma, ma, da, 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 na, na, na. Right. And we're going to go in there and we're going to help them pull their jaw up and down, up and down in a really gentle, controlled way to start teaching them about babbling. Because if kids don't babble, 
they learn so much from that from a neurological standpoint, and a right. language standpoint, and a social standpoint. Mm-hmm. So we can go in and help them with, with those movements. And then as soon as we start getting that, we, we know every kid after that starts to round their lips into those O's and goes. Right. And so then we can then help them with that next pattern. And what I see with a lot of the little guys that I work with, they're silent little babies. Mm-hmm. They're not making hardly any noises. And we can use some of those other parameter prompts about how to turn their voice on and how to keep their voice quiet at certain times. That by teaching them that, we teach them that their voice has power and their voice has meaning. Mm -hmm. And through these um, parameter prompts and and then the more specific prompts later on, we can really get them to have something to hook their hat on to. That every time they make that uh sound, that means yeah. Right they get more and more of what they need. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, there's so much good stuff and all that and everything you just said. Like there's so much good stuff and I totally get it. I think it's awesome. You know, another good thing that I took from this prompt training was the whole start, do, finished. I mean, I don't know if that's a prompt thing or if the instructor's the one uh-huh. said it, but I think it is a prompt thing. And I use start, do, finished. I use it in every part of my life. I, I, I use that with my kids at home. And look, you took a shower. That was the start. But you're not finished because your dirty towel is still on the floor. But I use start, do, finished like all the time. You get the box. It's a start. You open it. You're playing it. And you're doing it and finish it. Put everything back in. Put the top on the box. You're done. Like tell it bye-bye. So I use that start, do, finish thing all the time to me. Genius. That was genius. Loved it. Yeah, I love it, cause, and that's how life is, too. And I think, you know, sometimes when we work with kids, we kind of teach them just to be, we create them to be human pez dispensers, because they say something, they get something, they say something, they get something, but they don't get the real natural piece of language, which is that we start an interaction, we do the interaction, and then it's finished, and, there is, and there's words associated with all of that, the beginning and the middle and the end. Mm-hmm. And that is a real big part of prompt, is making sure that we talk for all different reasons, we use our voices for all different reasons, commenting, protesting, taking turns. Um, and then additionally, that it really helps with some boundary setting for some of those kids, too, because right. they really start to understand right. that, you know, because we can physically help them make their voice turn on, so then they have a way to show us that they've said something. All right, people, if you're not excited, you should be so excited now, because I'm excited, but I'm not even doing the prompt class again. I'm doing the bridging, but maybe... I don't know, maybe I can be like the hall monitor in the back. I don't know, maybe. I don't know, something. I don't know, maybe I can sneak in. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I'm going to work it. I'm going to see what I can do. So as we wind our podcast down, let me remind everybody, PDT is hosting the prompt training. It is May the 2nd through the 4th. And we have Danielle, who is our instructor, who I'm so excited because she was our instructor here last time with Marcus, and they were phenomenal. I mean, awesome. They were great. Okay, so that's when our prompt training is in May. It's still open for people to sign up, and I believe the cost of the class is $700. It's three full, long days. You get CU credits for all of that, and it is worth every single penny and every minute of anybody's time, every second. It's great. So if you want more information, you can go to our website, which is www.pediatricdt.com, and there's a link to sign up that links you to the Prompt Institute, where you can also get more information. You can also go to the Prompt Institute and get information about our class, or the other classes, and the bridging class. Jackie, is there another resource that you know of besides the Prompt Institute that I should tell people about? Um, On the Prompt Institute website, there's um, links to our Facebook page where you can ask questions of um, instructors. But I think that probably, or the Practice Kids is another place we go to, but actually, don't forget that. Okay. And then from the Prompt class, you get phenomenal resources to use afterwards. I have like dog-eared my book and we bought the resources that they offer at the class. It's 
it's great stuff. So thank you, Jackie, for your time. This has been awesome. And I hope you teach our bridging course. I really do. That would be fantastic. I really hope I do, too. We'll have yeah. to talk to our uh, director about that one. Yeah, thank you so much. Hopefully this gets people, well, I'm already excited. And others, therapists from PT are excited as well. So, okay, well, thank you, Jackie. Have a good day. Thank you so much, Hayden. I look forward to speaking with you again. All right, thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. So that concludes our podcast for today, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 